0: Welcome to The Creative Suite, a podcast about the drive to succeed by charting your own course. We're two creative leaders, business partners, and friends who have a lot to share about starting and growing a business. We're saying no to the grind and the status quo, and yes to building businesses and lives that we love.
1: I'm Nicole. I'm president of my strategic design and digital marketing company, BBN Agency.
0: And I'm Lauren. I'm president of my PR and marketing firm, Quedar PR.
1: Together, we are co-hosts of The Creative Suite podcast, as well as collaborative partners at the Fort Worth Creative Suite, we like to say we are two agencies, one roof, unlimited possibilities, offering full-service branding, marketing, and public relations.
0: Welcome back, friends. I hope you're healthy, safe, and well, and enjoying the, the last legs of summer. I know kiddos are back in school, but it's still certainly feels like summertime here in uh, north texas <laughs> um but uh i can't believe i can't even really believe that we're already back in school but uh how about you nicole
1: <laughs> yes it is certainly toasty here still it yeah. will be for probably another like 45 days it feels like um mm-hmm. but yeah no it went by fast you know it'll it's funny like we're about a week and a half to, into school on our side of things and summer feels like it's already a distant memory. So.
0: Right. Yeah. It's, it's, I'm feeling the crush of fall right now. I mean, fall time is always really busy with events and community events and things like that. And I mean, we had a doubleheader yesterday and which probably sounded a little gravelly. I, I did a lot of a lot of extroverting as I was telling Nicole before you record. <laughs> uh, Some um, my voice is a little gravelly and uh, my my uh, energy is a little low, but I'm I'm glad to be here. But um and I'm I'm glad to be sharing in the inbox today, um a, a sweet note from someone who was really touched by the soundtrack's uh, book recommendation by John Acuff that I, I made in a recent episode. Um, she said that yes you know the book is great but it was really helping her embrace a challenging situation um, change her mental soundtrack and also help someone in her family too and I I was just really I was really touched by that I I believe in the transformative power of books and words and I love that a listener got something meaningful from one of our recommendations and I think you're reading it reading it or listening to it right now aren't you Nicole
1: Yes. I'm in right in the middle of the book. I took your advice and I've been listening to the audio version, which Mm -hmm. I totally agree. John Acuff is definitely one of those, um, authors that is just so dynamic. And so to hear him actually read the words on the page, you know, Mm -hmm. um, I think adds just a different element to it. I feel like the only other one I can think of right now that I've listened to where I felt, you know, you know, just some excitement from listening is, uh, and Doyle when mm, I yes. read her reading of untamed is just yes. amazing. So absolutely. Absolutely. But yeah, I love all the advice he he throws out, so, but so I think I'm actually going to go buy the hard copy as well, because I want to, <laughs> I want to go highlight things and like, yeah. um, or like write, type it out, write it down somewhere. But when I'm listening yeah. to it in the car, you know, I can't stop and and do that. So I'm like, ah, crap, I gotta go back. like
0: Yeah. Yeah. Lots of sound bites in there for sure. But you're like, Oh, uh, mm, am I can remember that. Probably not.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, but it's funny. You, you talk about how, you know, you, you recommended the book to me, you've recommended mm-hmm. it to other people. Well, now I actually made my first recommendation of it. <laughs> I, um, I was talking to a therapist at a networking event last week mm-hmm. and, um, I was telling her, "Oh my God, I'm reading this book right now." I forget how we got on the subject, but but, mm-hmm. but I was telling her, "Yeah, I, this is right up your alley. You need to read this." So I was like, "We're turning into the John Cuff fan club over here at Fourth Creative Suite. Like, <laughs> we're 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 a two we're a two woman promo team. <laughs>
0: we are, we are. And uh, I can't remember if I've mentioned it before, but um, I've always wanted to be a part of a book club, but no one's ever invited me to be a part of a book club." <laughs> Yeah,
1: (laughs) our 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 neighborhood has one, and I haven't um I haven't joined yet. I have I'm like I'm just trying to get through a few a book or two a month. And I was like, I don't know if I want the pressure of a club yet, but I like the idea of having those conversations like you and I have. Mm -hmm. So maybe maybe we need to start our Uh, own. own, (laughs) Yeah,
0: I I spoke on a panel yesterday for the forward Chamber, and uh, in the first I did it twice in the first session I, I recommended one book and by the third session i was like i gotta let my freak flag fly i'm gonna recommend three books <laughs> like, <laughs> no, like, oh my, I, my god
1: <laughs> No. every time you throw one out i add it to my my growing list on my, on my <laughs> in my notes app on my phone so that's
0: what i'm here for books are the gift that keep on giving
1: Okay. Let's talk about what's new before we get into this week's advice. Let's take a moment to share what's new, any big lessons this week, any wins or not yet wins. What are you loving right now, Lauren?
0: Yeah. Well, I am loving that. I just had a really good checkup with our friend and mutual CPA and fractional CFO, Sarah Webb, who we're actually about to go have lunch with in a little bit. Um, I, and and like shout outs two weeks in a row, I think. (laughs) Oh yeah. Yeah. Sarah. Okay. Yeah. We're going to need to start getting some real (laughs) royalties. <laughs>
1: um hey Sarah if you're listening referral fee no <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> lunch is on you today <laughs> um well I, anyway i i i was i admit that i was fretting my my finances a bit um but after she and her team got my books organized i got the good news that my my profit margin is in pretty good shape so that felt really exciting and then mm-hmm. at her encouragement I opened up some new bank accounts that I've been kind of thinking about. Um, but you know, she gave me some direction on helping manage our business finances a little better. So now we have a tax account, a profit account. Um, and then I also had the idea to create a contractor escrow, escrow account so that I don't actually siphon enough more than I should. Um, Mm -hmm. and just making sure that I always have that cushion there to, to pay the wonderful contractors we work with. Um, And so it feels good to know what's coming in, what's going out. And then also for a professional to give me the thumbs up that I'm in good shape. Um, And just in general, I'm feeling a lot, much, uh, a lot more steadier about my finances, my business finances right now, Um, rather than panicky. I don't like feeling panicky, particularly about money. Um, So that was just, a very helpful process. I mean, because while I'm really fortunate that I have a supportive husband who understands f- business finance very well, I mean, that's what he does all day at work. Um, at the same time, it's it's really helpful that this, a third party objective voice can, can come in and be supportive and give me that direction. Um, so, so thank you, Sarah. Um, yeah. Yeah, go ahead. I was
1: just gonna, yeah. I was just, I was going to say, I like having that separation, like yeah. I love my husband and his advice, but sometimes you know, especially like when you come home, you kind of don't want to talk about all the work stuff sometimes. Like I, we share our day and all that, but at the end of the, after I leave here, I like to go home and kind of, you know, mentally decompress. And so it's like, I like that I I can call on Sarah nine to five and then at Mm -hmm. home I can leave Cliff alone and not bug him about the financial
0: stuff. That's why I told Clint too, because I think at first his feelings were a little hurt that I didn't come to him to do all this, and I, and I said like, when when are we gonna when are we gonna do that, honey? I know, <laughs> you know? it gets, gets pushed. No, it yeah. does. Mm-hmm.
1: No, Cliff yeah. and I have had very similar conversations, like about you know business planning and stuff. And it's like it just never gets done, and we're tired at night, you know. And it's like after mm-hmm. the kids go to bed, you want to spend a little bit of quality time together. And I don't want that to include talking about
0: balance sheets and PNLs, and
1: yeah.
0: uh, <laughs> when we're yeah. trying to connect emotionally. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, no, Sarah's, Sarah's perfect for that, and 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 so and so kind too. You know, when you feel like like oh maybe I did something incorrectly, and she's just very understanding about um, what it's like to be a business owner who's Mm -hmm. out in front of her skis a little bit.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Well, over here, we are, like we said earlier, back to school. Um, My oldest is in first grade and his first year at a new school. It's two blocks from her house, which is nice. So I've been walking him to school every day and we were just having the sweetest conversations. And mm-hmm. I was um, as I was walking home after dropping him off, I, I've been reflecting on, you know, just how precious this time is with yeah. him. And mm-hmm. he's been a, a little down lately with about how much time he gets with me without his brother. And so mm. um, there's been some trips to the the bedroom in the middle of the night because he loves me. And he wants to get there before parker <laughs> i was oh, like yeah. oh uh-huh. man uh-huh. you know i don't want you to feel that way so i'm making more of an effort to have you know little moments with him to help him make feel make him feel special and mm-hmm. so that's what these little walks have turned into which is nice and you know he's just maturing and i i, I just adore how inquisitive he is mm-hmm. um all of our walks include a ton of questions. <laughs> so, so today's brain brain buster was what would happen if there were no trees. So we spent our eight, our eight minute walk talking about trees and that then uh, when we went into photosynthesis and I started giving him a little crash mm. course on that, which he knows a little bit, um, <laughs> mm-hmm. but anyway, I just, I love it. It's, it's, it's such a blessing. So.
0: They are. I love that age. And um, well, I'm, I'm glad I'm not the only one dealing with some little bit of sibling rivalry and, and jealousy and mommy scarcity and all that, it can be a little well, overwhelming.
1: Well, and I think too, you know, listeners, our kids, Lauren and I, our kids are of just about the same age and have about mm-hmm. almost a similar age gap. So I think that like kind of six to four, yeah. you know, there's, there's some significant growth maturity wise with the older ones and mm-hmm. having to deal with the younger ones I think I, it's just it, it's it's hard on them and I and I get it and, you know,
0: yeah so. yeah there's a lot of my, it's my mommy my mommy Ugh.
1: yeah and both of yours I, you have I tell them you have to share mommy there's only one mommy two of you yeah so. <laughs> and hey dad could use some love
0: too <laughs> what's, <laughs> your, what's your dad doing we right now sp-
1: Let's spread
0: that around. Absolutely. And now it's time for the tip of the week. We know y'all love that extra actionable advice. So today we're going to talk to you about why you need email marketing. Nicole, can everyone benefit from email marketing?
1: Heck yeah, for sure. (laughs) Um. My team and I talk about how people forget about email marketing in this era of social media, you know, Mm -hmm. social media is sexy. I get it, but (laughs) there, you know, there's no cost to being there, but with that, you know, you have to understand that while it's a great way to get in front of your audience, you need to continue the conversation outside of these platforms. Um, you know, you don't own your social media followers. So Mm -hmm. if Instagram Mm -hmm. or Facebook disappear tomorrow, how will you communicate with all those people? Mm -hmm. Uh, it's interesting that this week we, we had planned about talking about this. And then our guest, Alaya Harris from last week's podcast experienced this very thing where yep. her, she has two accounts, a personal, which had far, uh, quite a bit more followers and it just disappeared.
0: Yep.
1: <laughs> and so then she's, you know, on her business, um, account telling her followers about her experience is just, I mean, it's heartbreaking because you spend all this time working on that, Yeah. but I think she's a great um example of, you know, she has a wonderful email funnel, which we're going to talk mm-hmm. about a little bit today. And I would assume she's got a good number of those um people in her email right. funnel. So she's not hopefully going to be missing out too much on that, but it's still heartbreaking nonetheless.
0: Oh yeah. And, and, you know, you mentioned, so it's technically it's free to be on, social media platforms, it's still your time and they, they are cumbersome yeah. and they change and it takes a lot of time to stay up on the trends and to know what, mm-hmm. you know, what works on there and the algorithms change and the, they yeah. keep adding new features and things like that. So, um, you know, there, there's a lot, there's hidden cost, of course, that people don't always account to for social media. Yeah. It, it gets a lot of hype, but it is, um, you know, email has been around for what, 30 years or so. And it's still the most, one of the most powerful ways to get in front of your audience.
1: Yeah, I mean, I know who, who doesn't have an email address these days? You know, mm-hmm. we glamor we glamorize the 10K following on social media platforms, particularly Instagram. Cause yeah. you know, that's that little magical swipe up. <laughs> but I mean, the, the question becomes, how many of those people have actually handed over their email address to you? You know, mm-hmm. if not even taken it a step further and, you know, converted to a sale. Right. Um, an email address, you know, yeah, you said it's been around for th- 30 years, everybody has one. You can th- take that email address, keep it, put it in a database, uh, you know, so that even if your mar- email marketing platform went away, you know, like let's step away from the social media part of it. If your email mm-hmm. marketing platform goes poof one day, you can have <laughs> this spreadsheet with all these people's email lists. You can take it anywhere you want to go. So yeah. it's nice to have something a bit more ta- tangible at least digitally.
0: (laughs) Nicole has your email address or email database ever just poof gone away before.
1: (laughs) That's a sore subject.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So quick,
1: quick little side story. Um, Last winter we were in a little bit of a slow season. So I'm working on some stuff for the, for the business. And I decided, you know, I'm going to go in, I'm going to clean up my email list. And it start going through like people who haven't been engaging, mm-hmm, blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah. No, I clicked on something and I don't know if I was just really tired that day, but you get a warning. Do you really want to do this? And I was thinking I was deleting out a segment
0: mm. of
1: the list that I had <laughs> pulled out, you know, those people who were not engaging. Oh, no, 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 no. I deleted my entire email list and I'm going to say this right now, y'all, if, as you're creating your email list, pick a cadence and quarterly, maybe download a hard copy mm-hmm. of your email list. Like mm-hmm. keep a, sp- you can download it as a spreadsheet, keep it in a couple of safe places.
0: <laughs> <Like> <laughs> I did
1: not do such a thing. So learn from me and, mm-hmm. you know,
0: and have those. H- hide it away like a squirrel hides little nuts from winter. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Anywho. Oops. It was yours, not a client's.
1: Oh yeah, no, for sure. Um, I would, yeah, I'm at the point where I'm like, I don't even want to touch any deletions (laughs) of anybody else's (laughs) stuff, but, but, you know, I turned lemons into lemonade and I decided, Mm -hmm. Hey, this is a great time. I'm switching. I want to switch platforms anyway. And so Mm -hmm. we just, we, we started fresh and clean on a different platform. (laughs) So
0: yeah just felt like everyone could benefit from that cautionary tale sorry for calling you out a little bit but
1: no 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 you you know what? you shared it with us your, your tragedy of the dropbox box <laughs> a, f- a few episodes ago so it's only fitting that I spill my guts on this one <laughs> let 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 our um our our problems
0: you know if, if you can't set a good example <laughs> be a cautionary tale exactly <laughs> I got, I got, a, I got a few of those. So. <laughs> All right. Where, oh man, where were we? <laughs> well, we were talking about, oh. um, you know, if, if your list, list goes away and kind of that transitional yeah. transaction. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And with that, you know, so you can take your list anywhere. The other thing I wanted to point out is that people rarely buy from you from one social media post or mm-hmm. one interaction, you know, physically, digitally, whatever it is. Um, most sales type cycles take time and the, the most successful ones begin with nurturing your relationship with your audience. So email marketing is a great way, you know, to get in front of people and continue building that like no trust factor while providing value to people right in their inbox.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right. So let's talk, let's walk through creating a funnel. So a funnel is a process by which someone moves through communicating with your business, ideally ending in a sale or a relationship with you. Um, Nicole, what are some ways people enter, enter your sales funnel?
1: We've tried a number of tripwires to bring people into our funnel, um, everything from a free PDF guide. At one point I did a quiz. I will say that is probably one of the more tedious ones to put together, <laughs> Um
0: But they're so fun for the user.
1: (laughs) They are so fun. I will say that was by far our most popular. I don't know if that was our highest converting, you know, from a a sales perspective, but it did bring in a lot of people, which is, Mm -hmm. it it, hey, that's website traffic that helps in in other ways. So Right, right. Um, but you know, there's also templates. So for instance. Um, we offer social media services. We've bounced around the idea of offering some free Canva templates or, mm-hmm. uh, I know at one point Lauren talked about maybe offering a free press release template, you know, like
0: mm-hmm.
1: there's things like that. Um, you can do a webinar if you're pick a topic you're super knowledgeable about and offer a web a 30 to 45 minute webinar, you know, show your expertise to people, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Along the same lines, then there's many courses or challenges. Um, I've seen many courses be extremely successful for people and challenges as well. For people who are launching a larger course, you know, Mm, giving people mm -hmm. a little, a little taste of what you have to offer is essentially the
0: goal with any of these. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. So, you know, for people listening and saying like, well, I've, I've got sign up for my newsletter. Button on my website isn't that enough? And you know, not that I relish being the bearer of bad news, but unfortunately, people just generally don't want your newsletter. <laughs> no. Um you know, they may enjoy it later on, but they're the, signing up for newsletter is not a compelling tripwire, Um, and you know, unless you've already proven it's incredible value, so. A newsletter on its own is, is not a value proposition. Um, there are some people like James Clear. Uh, we'll add a link to his newsletter in the show notes because it because it is that good. Um, you know, th- they've got proven newsletters that'll get you into a funnel um, with the promise of that great weekly content. Um, but they actually mm-hmm. still have a bunch of other free downloads to offer for the price of your email address. And so, a good rule of thumb to to consider is that um, your, uh, someone's email is, is worth like 10 to 20 bucks to the the person. So a free download yeah. has to be worth, worth at least that much so that people will give you their email address in exchange for that content or that quiz. Like, so the quiz mm-hmm. is worth 10 bucks of fun, or the, the template is where it has to be worth at least 20 bucks, um, of value that you're, you know, you're providing to them for, for free, but there's still, a uh, um, an emotional, mental exchange, even though it might might happen really quickly. Um, plus, when you give something away away for free, you're communicating that you're a generous brand, and people prefer to work with generous companies. Whether or not that's like a, a value that they they present outwardly or not, you know, people tend to if they cho- have a choice between company A and company B, well, company A is is offering me a taste a taste of the goods for free, so I'm going to go that direction. Mm-hmm. Um, so, all right. So the site visitor gives you their email address. Now what, Nicole?
1: Well, now we need to email them, you know, (laughs) not just any emails. We need to put them into a nurturing funnel, which is less about the hard sell or a sales funnel, which is leading them to a purchase. Mm -hmm. But, you know, before you can send them anything, you need to have your email platform ready to receive the email addresses and organize your prospects. So first things first, select the right platform. Mm -hmm. Um, there are a ton of email platforms, Mm -hmm. but no, no two platforms are alike. I know I've been through, I think two, since I started my business. Mm -hmm. Um, but you know, in my client work, I've been exposed to probably at least another five or six. So, you know, that's, and that's, that's not even saying we did a post about this very topic the other day and somebody commented and said, Oh, well, have you tried this one? And I was like, (laughs) Nope, never even heard of it. So (laughs)
0: there's
1: there's new ones coming out all the time. So, but for those just starting out with email marketing, um, MailChimp and Flowdesk, I think are two great platforms. Uh, Lauren and I are both on Flowdesk currently, but we have Mm -hmm. clients on MailChimp. I moved from MailChimp to Flowdesk. Um, Mm -hmm. but if you want a more, sophisticated experience, um, you might try ConvertKit or ActiveCampaign. Mm-hmm. Either way, be sure to look at each of the platform's features carefully before committing because as you start to move into these more robust platforms, the monthly and yearly cost does go up. And you also have to think about um, if you're coming in to a platform with an email list, they will also take into account how many people are, you're, you're bringing yeah. in
0: importing so that's something to consider there's another platform out there not yeah we just said there's a million but there's one out there that i like to offer up sometimes that's great for um sales and nurture sequences if you're not doing if you're doing like really light graphics like nicole and i just enjoy the visual i mean nicole is obviously a designer and i'm just uh a magpie who enjoys shiny things um but there's a platform called Lite. And so if you have a smaller mm-hmm. list, it's pretty easy to set up from like a trigger standpoint. And, and they've got some good, mm-hmm. they have a lot of good funnel features. And I think it's free up until like a pretty high standpoint. So um, one of my clients, they use, um, they use MailChimp just for their newsletter, but I have them set up on, on Lite for their sales sequence Um, and and then once they complete the sales sequence, I migrate them over to MailChimp. So they start getting the, that nurturing, Mm. um, email newsletter.
1: Okay. Just throwing it out there. Yeah. Uh, So once you add in any current subscribers you have, you know, something to think about is, you know, you're setting up an account who can you bring in? So one thing that we do just to help kind of bolster our list is whenever, um, People fill out our intake form. We ask if they'd like to be added to the your, my email our email list. So mm-hmm. that's that's a way to get people pretty easily. Yeah. Um, yeah. and all and always get permission. Um, mm-hmm. I, one of the biggest no nos um, in the email marketing world is adding people to your list who do not want to be on
0: there. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah.
1: But start to think about how you can segment those people. Um, you know, suppose you have multiple services services or product lines. In that case, your audience may only be interested in certain ones. So by segmenting your audience or adding a tag to individual su- subscribers by their interest, their location, or whatever it is, you can start tailoring your emails to each segment and only provide the information that will interest them. So mm-hmm. that that then leads to, you know, higher open rates, higher click rates, and just better engagement. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, for example, Lauren and I have a retail client with multiple brick and mortar stores in an online store. So as we upload new customers from the brick and mortar sales lists, we tag them by store location and online customers are then classified as online. Mm-hmm. Segmenting and tagging has allowed us to start tailoring emails based on where they are and how they shop. So, we're not going to send necessarily the same email to somebody who's a brick and mortar shopper because they may not have that product in store. It might be online only, you know. Right,
0: right. And vice versa, so you- right. So, I think, you know, ultimately, if you can customize something with as little effort as possible on your part, the mm-hmm. recipient will be that much. More likely to convert because they feel seen. We all just want to be seen. We're human beings. We want to. We want to be known and seen and loved. <laughs> so exactly. <laughs> so if you, you can do that in, in some you know not if you can't, don't if you don't try not to create so much FOMO that people are like well I'm going to unsubscribe because these emails are never for me you know I live in Des Moines yeah. I can't go in store in Fort Worth Texas so you know I guess there's nothing for me here so I'm going to unsubscribe.
1: Yeah. Now, going back to your tripwire, um, most platforms will allow you to automatically tag these subscribers based on where they came in from. So from the get-go, you can begin sending you know, very customized emails to them. Now, anyway, you're organized, you're ready for that first trigger. Warren, can you share how you generally think through sales emails?
0: Absolutely. Uh, when you're just starting out, I really like to create three to five emails that provide the information the prospect needs to try to get them to purchase or engage with you. Keep in mind that each email will have some variation of a direct call to action. You don't want to hide the cash register if someone is ready to do business with you. I mean, if you if you knock it out of the park in that first email, you know, don't wait for the third email to include some sort of link to the "Buy Now" or book a consultation um, form because that that's frustrating too or at least tell them, you know, reply to this email. Um, I also like to try to include a bold PS at the end of the email. Our eyes scan from top straight to the bottom. So if they read nothing else, make that PS punchy and and include Mm -hmm. another, you know, link or CTA at the bottom. Um, So as you think about your three to five emails, the first email is the delivery of the asset. So whatever you promised in the tripwire. So say you're a meal delivery service and the asset is a free delivery, excuse me, a free recipe. The delivery of the recipe is the first email. So think, you know, here it is. Here's your scrumptious spaghetti and meatballs recipe. The next email will then directly address the problem your customer, your target customer is facing and the solution that you provide. In this instance, the problem might be that your customer is a busy parent who still wants their family to have a nutritious meal, but they don't have time to shop, prep, and cook. And this is obviously, um, a very hypothetical scenario, not at all related to Nicole or me, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, but you'll, you'll speak directly to that problem. And then you make it clear that you have an easy solution to that problem, which is simple, delicious, affordable meals delivered directly to their front door. Next, Go ahead and email and go ahead and overcome an objection. What's something that you're constantly clarifying on sales calls? So for our imaginary company, they're likely always defending their pricing. So, you know, good, healthy recipes and food um, and preparation that that, that costs money. Um, so you, um, so for this to, over, so it's a little, a little easy for me to say. <laughs> so go ahead and overcome this objection with something like, you might be wondering if our meals are too expensive, but when you factor the cost of groceries and the value of your time, you'll find that you're actually saving money or whatever the truth of the matter is. Next, we love to share a testimonial. Um, that social proof that other people are doing business with you and loving you. Um, you know, we, we like to know like, oh, I'm not in this. I'm not just taking a flyer on this. Like people are already paying the money and not getting screwed over. Um, so you'll send an email with a real testimonial of a busy parent, just like them. Who's getting so much quality time back with their families and even the pickiest of eaters in their families are loving the meal and finally the last email is a sales letter if you've been through our brand messaging process that final email is is really the full brand script and you're asking for the sale or to take direct action to direct action to get to the sales process and from there you can move them over to your nurturing funnel like or your newsletter or something like that and again in each of those three to five emails you are including a direct call to action, whether it's, um, you know, I like to, so say you're doing a testimonial and at at the, after the testimonial, it's, um, if, if you're a busy mom, like so-and-so reply to this email today to, um, to, for a free consultation about our meal delivery program or something like that, please make sure you do that. Otherwise you're wasting time and money. (laughs) Yeah.
1: All right. Let's cover a couple more mechanics and things to think about. Say someone gets your second email and they click to buy. You want to make sure that they don't keep getting your sales emails. Cause yeah, that's super annoying. Um,
0: <laughs> I hate that. I'm like, I, I did. did. Do
1: you? Yeah, <laughs> I did. <laughs> so with some of the more sophisticated email platforms, you can add tags or create triggers based on the links that the subscriber clicks. Um, convert kit's one of the ones that's great for that. Mm-hmm. So this might include moving them into a new segment or just triggering a whole new email sequence. So let's say they click, but still didn't buy, you know, um, you could be triggering new e- email sequence, like, hey, you know, like, it's one of those objection emails, like, hey, you know, I saw you're interested, but <laughs> you didn't, you didn't buy what gives mm-hmm. No. Um,
0: mm-hmm. and here's mm-hmm.
1: a little, here's a little more information and convincing.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, if you're not sure how an audience will respond to an evil, um, you can try AB testing. That's mm-hmm. another, um, thing that we like to do over here, depending on the platform, you can do something as simple as testing two sub- subject lines to see which more, which gets more opens. Um, and then with some of the platforms, you can test two separate emails, which, you know, they may just have slight differences. It might be, you know, entire paragraphs or switched swapped out, you know, whatever, mm-hmm. but it allows you to see which is more effective. So you can continually refine your emails to better your open and click rates. Mm-hmm again, as you move up the platform chain, you really, you can take your email program wherever you want to go. The feet with some of these features, you know, the opportunities are endless.
0: Absolutely. I do, I do love the customization. Um, you know, sometimes I'll, I'll be getting emails from an organization I'm a part of and it'll be, you know, I'll sign up for something and then I'll keep getting emails to sign up. And I keep thinking, did I, did I do it? Did I not do it? I, I can't remember. and And I feel like, you know, and I know some of these people use really sophisticated platforms. Like if they would just take a quick moment to marry the sign up with the, with the email. So I wouldn't keep second guessing myself every time I get, I mean, I probably have wasted, you know, probably 15 minutes by the end of the funnel wondering mm-hmm. if I've signed up or not. Um, yeah. So, you know, again, if you're a small business and you, you know, you're, you're just on a, a, a flow desk or a small um, MailChimp, platform, some of that customization is not available to you. It's, it's not a deal breaker. I'm just saying, if you want to go all out, the, there's some uh, there's some really nifty customizations you can make. Um, well, I actually feel like I could talk about this all day. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, I love email marketing and playing with what works, what gets the best open rates, the clicks, the conversions, et cetera. Because um, in my PR world, we deal with efforts that aren't always measurable they're much more squ- squishy but email marketing yeah. is is absolutely measurable and it really and truly works.
1: Yeah I know for sure I feel the same way like with website de- or website design there's some analytics there but like branding brand identity mm-hmm. it's really it's really hard to measure that ROI so I, I agree I love email marketing for that reason. Well uh, let's recap uh, first things first with your email marketing program give something away for free but it needs to be of truly a value. So again, remember that mm-hmm. kind of 10 to $20 price point that Lauren talked about, um, you know, don't give away the milk for free, but you know, <laughs> g- give them, give them a taste, give them a little something, mm-hmm. um, have a three to five email series after the request for the asset. So, you know, give them that free PDF, but then follow up in the days after with that email sequence then move them into a nurture sequence or your newsletter list. And then finally, before you do any of this, pick the right email platform for your needs and capabilities. And don't be afraid, you know, as time goes on, you know, your email marketing program is going to be a living and breathing thing.
0: Mm-hmm. You
1: may, you may outgrow your first platform, you know, right? Um, right. And, and be ready to move on to something else. So yeah. uh don't be afraid of change, go test drive those email marketing platforms and and find the one that's the
0: right fit for you. Absolutely. Hopefully if all goes well, you know, you start out, you've got hundred people on your list and then 10 years later, you've got 30,000 people on your list, like one of our clients and, and, Mm -hmm. you know, MailChimp is not for a business of that size really anymore. So, um, yeah, so yeah, no, it's, it's all there for the taking. Go, Go out there and send some awesome emails.
1: That's it for this week. Thanks for listening to the Creative Suite. Do you have a question for us? Email hello at thecreativesweetpod.com or slide into our DMs over at the Creative Suite Pod and we'll answer it on a future episode. I'm Nicole.
0: And I'm Lauren. Now go out there and chase your dreams creatively.